With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slam and pancakes It's a mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really couldn't devour him And from that point then we hear a name change Rearrange the game so now we gotta change uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. And this is episode 345, ladies and gentlemen, and Power Slam show, live and living color again, fungal like among you, if you will. Indeed, indeed, indeed. I am Featherstone, as always, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to have a fun night, as we do always. 345 episodes in, and it just gets better and better and better and better and better. All right, ladies and gentlemen, 345, we got our weekly uh, uh, Q&A, live Q&A. We have a a former wrestling star on the show tonight. Uh, Without further ado, what's going on, everybody? How are you guys doing? Doing great. For the second time you've been on the show, and uh, it's great to have you on the show tonight. And uh, it's great to uh, uh, talk once again. Uh, But this time, uh, it wasn't. It was. It's not this time. Last last time, it was. uh, It wasn't the Q and. Format. It was just you and I chatting, uh, but now we're going to interact with uh, our fan base, and uh, they've got some things to talk to you about. Absolutely. 
absolutely. Hey, just uh, just just so you know, on my end, I'm having kind of a you're going in and out as far as being able to hear you. So I don't know if there's something you can do to tune that up. I just want to make sure I catch everything. Yes, I will definitely make sure about that. Let's see, um, thought I had thought I had this together. How's it sound now? Getting a little better. Okay, a little better. There you are. Now we can now we can do this. All right. <laughs> How you guys All doing, right. man? Good to be back. Thanks for having me back. Awesome, man. Great to uh and and the sound sound sounds good, everything. You sound sound consistent. We're all good, all good. So far, yep, so far so good. Awesome. All right, cool. Yeah. It's funny, six over six and a half years since this show, sometimes you still get glitches, but uh <laughs> I'm glad we're all set. Joseph said uh he was just what's that? Technology. It's sometimes it's just not that easy. Yes. <laughs> Very true. Very true indeed. Uh Joseph said that he was just listening to eighty three weeks earlier and his your pops was just talking about you. So Uh oh. What was the old man? <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to hashtag Ask Garrett. A S K G A R. Just one R. G A R E T T. So uh, Ask Garrett. Hashtag Ask A S K G A. Before I get into any of these questions, let's catch up. Um, so you're doing um, what, what are you doing these days? Uh, and and I know that you are doing some indie stuff with West Briscoe still, right? Yeah, we just um, so yeah. I guess uh, two questions in one there. Um, I just recently uh, left the 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 full time job that I was at about uh, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Decided to go venture out on some new stuff, and uh, I got a lot of a couple different irons in the fire, and working on a few things, and just kind of taking a breather for a few minutes. But in the meantime, um, there is a there's a great company here. Well, I live in Tampa. Uh, they're based out of Cocoa Beach, which is just on the other side of Orlando. Mm-hmm. And um, they asked if I'd be willing to come up and, and do some stuff and kind of get involved with what they're doing, and I agreed to. And next thing I know, uh, my brother from another herd, myself. Our uh, our back tag teaming once again, so it's uh, we've had a couple runs now. We're getting ready to go again December sixth. Uh, Atomic Revolutionary Wrestling in Cocoa Beach, and uh, having yeah, it's, it's it's good to be back, I guess so to speak. Yeah, just a bit. Sawyer Fulton, uh, right? You can Sawyer Fulton and um, his partner. Say that again. You're going against Sawyer Fulton and his partner, right? Correct. Yep. Um, what's his partner's name? Starts with a V, I believe. Oh gosh, I have to. I gotta look it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no problem. Uh, I'll, I'll get that for you. But uh, we'll, we'll be sort of we'll be sort of plug that uh, before the Q and A is. So definitely want to plug your stuff um, and see. Um, so definitely want to do that. All right, so uh, let me, like I said, let's just catch up before we uh, have any questions uh, before I get to any of these questions. Um, so we, we we talked about your, your Impact Wrestling run um, before when you were uh, talking. 
overall, you know, uh, evaluation of your uh, of your impact wrestling run, what, what would you say? What, what would you give? Just uh, I guess, I guess what's graded? What grade would you give your overall um, uh, impact wrestling run? Kind of, kind of broke up a little bit. Did you ask me what I would grade myself as? Is that what you said? Yeah. What grade would you give yourself? Oh man, your overall run. A C. You know, I definitely. Well, you know, I was still very green at the time, um, mm-hmm. and just due to timing. Um, I, I was given the opportunity, um, which I'm very grateful for to be thrusted into the, into the, you know, into the spotlight, so to speak. Um, but I was still very green. You know, I was, yeah. I was, you know, I was, I was very, very green still. Um, there's looking back, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. and looking back at it, I watched some of my old stuff and like, man, that was stupid. What the heck are you doing, Garrett? You know, you know, mm-hmm. why, why, why would you even act like that? Why would you do that? Why would you, why would you do that at that time? And, but it's, you know, I was, like I said, I was very green. Um, yeah. You know, so. Now, that's very interesting. First of all, you know, I appreciate your transparency. A lot of people say that. <laughs> They'll be like, oh yeah, everything was fine. You know, everything was good. I could never, you know, I can give myself an A. Um, but it, I think there's growth in that. Um, uh, to 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 say that to say that uh, there was room for for improvement. Uh, you know, you were thrust in a, a pretty, you know, pretty big, uh, opportunity. Of course, you know, you started with a uh, ref and you did some some time as a ref. Now, was that your father's idea to to, to make you a referee before giving you a wrestling role? Um, yes. I guess it was. Um, and I was all about it, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. I think it was a, a very unique way to kind of, you know, get in there. And um, the approach that we took, it, in some, in, in very few people's eyes, was a, they felt like we were hiding things. But at the end of the day, after a month or two, when it actually, and I mean, when I say we were hiding things, like for a good six, eight weeks, not even the locker room knew who I was. Oh, okay. Like I kept it from everybody. Like in catering, my dad and I didn't speak. I was the new oh, wow. referee. Who I was, you know. And then we 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 literally played that to everybody. There might have been, you know, six or eight people total that knew what was going on. And we did it for a couple of reasons. One, because we wanted to keep the story alive and surprising. And two, I wanted to. I wanted the opportunity to be able to meet these guys, you know, get myself in the locker room under yeah. without a yeah. freak out of kid, you know, mm-hmm. and um, at the end of the day, it worked, and, you know, it worked, and I'm I'm glad we did it that way, and yeah. being able to agree with, uh, with Earl and Brian Hebner, they took me under the wing, and they taught me so much, and being able to have the opportunity to be in the ring for almost a year, if not a little bit mm-hmm. more, in a referee setting, and be able to watch and see the mechanics of what goes on. That would, that's a learning experience that a lot of guys don't get to get. That's true. 
That's true, absolutely. It's very, it's very different. Yeah. You know, a referee is just as important in a match as, as the workers are. And, 100%. Uh, being able to see it from that point, you know, that point of view was it was a great learning experience. And Earl Hebner is the man. He's a legend. Brian Hebner is great. And they, you know, I got nothing but good things to say about those guys. It's funny that you bring up Hebner. Um, you know, we most recently, as far as a popular stage is concerned, we most recently saw him at All In. Um, did you watch All In? And, and if you did, what was your what was your take on it? I did not, honestly, um, and I know it sounds bad, but I really don't watch anymore. Um, really? No, you know, if I know a couple of my guys or, you know, my buddies that I'm close friends with are, are, are doing something big or, you know, WrestleMania or, you know, a couple of the big pay-per-views here and there, I'll, I'll do. But as far as tuning in every week, um, I just don't really anymore. Uh, I record it. You know, I can go back and scroll through it. You know, guys, uh, guys like Gallows and you know those, those guys that I like that I that I work with and are friends of mine. I, I enjoy watching AJ and Samoa and Bobby and all those guys that are over at WWE now. And I, I enjoy watching their success, um, but yeah. I can't sit through three hours of wrestling anymore, and I sure as heck can't sit a few hours of TNA at all. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty pretty interesting how WWE is really putting a lot of hours of wrestling in. I mean, just if you think about it, just the past couple of months, you had uh, I think like uh, you know, I think No Mercy, Hell in a Cell, um, or or I think well, you had Hell in a Cell, and then you had. Right after that, you had like a, uh, Evolution, and then uh, Crown Jewel. Well, actually, before Evolution was the Super Showdown. So you had Hell in a Cell, Super Showdown, Evolution, Crown Jewel, and then uh, in a week and a half, in a little over a week and a half, you have um, uh, you have uh, Survivor Series. So. Uh, she had a lot of content, and uh, you know, it's one of those things that even even people who've been wrestling fans for their whole life, you know, still, <laughs> you know, still don't can't find the time all the time to to, to watch. You know, thankfully, I, uh, it's, it's one of the ways that I make a living, so uh, <laughs> it, it actually works works in my favor. Um, but uh, you know, you watching wrestling. You don't make a living watching wrestling. You might get living by actually wrestling. So that's a big difference. So. <laughs> um, There's nothing against, you know, I have nothing against all that. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously something's working for them. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it. Um, I yeah. just, days. you know, when I was younger, I probably would have sat down and watched eight hours of it. I just, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 20 minutes, 30 uh, minutes, <laughs> 45 times. Right. Um, Vertigo, Vertigo is the is the person's name that uh, is going to be a part of uh, that show on December sixth. Atomic uh, Tag Team Championship match uh, uh, at the Space Co- Space Coast Convention Center uh, in um, I think that's Cocoa Beach, right? Cocoa Beach. Yep. 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 All right. 
All right, so let's get into these questions I don't here. Tell about a week beforehand, so I'm, 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 we're, we're three weeks early. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's it's good. It's good that uh, you know the fans know. You know, I have a lot of uh, listeners who uh, live in Florida. So uh, for those who live in the Cocoa Beach area, um, go take a drive uh, and, and check out Garrett's uh, Twitter page, and uh, it's all it has the address on there as well. So go check them out, him and uh, Wes, the aces and eights. Uh, all right, so let's get into some of these questions. Uh, we've got HP asking, uh, what are some mistakes that your father has made that you've learned from as you push toward your goal and the business? By the way, Eric Bishop is the GOAT, is what this uh, the, the total question and statement said. <laughs> oh, man, that's a... That's, you know, that's that's a heck of a question, especially right out of the gate. Yeah, I uh, it. <laughs> and to be honest with you, that's that's a hard one for me to answer, only because you know most people look at my dad and they remember him from WCW, and whether it's what they think they know or what they actually know, and I'm not putting anybody down here. I'm just trying to paint a picture, um, or what they've read or what they've got from him himself or yeah. any. Above, I was so young then. I didn't know any better. I don't know. I, you know, I I was around it, but I was so young. I don't. I don't. You know, I I couldn't tell you what a mistake that he made. I'm, you know, God knows there's probably a hundred of them, and he'll tell you the same thing. Yeah. Um, but that's it's it's kind of hard for me to answer that because I was too young to really be there to give a adult's perspective or a, a professional opinion on it because I wasn't. I was a child and. I didn't. I didn't know any different. Yeah. Um, so I apologize. I can't answer that one better. But I, uh, I just don't really have. I don't have a better one than that. Sure, sure. Yeah. That's, uh, well, what about uh, what about Impact Wrestling? Uh, you worked with them in Impact. What's uh, what are some things that uh, probably wasn't the best uh, business decisions that you thought you know that you that learned from uh, as a as a pro. Uh, well, um, shoot, once again, um, you know, the business side of what he did and what I was doing were two totally different things. Um, everybody, I I get that question a lot and usually it pertains to what they did with me. So if that's, if that's what we're asking here, you know, is there, was there a mistake made with how we handled what he and I did together at TNA as far as our story went? Once again, hindsight being twenty twenty, absolutely. I think you know things were rushed. I was greener than you know goose stuff, and uh, <laughs> I didn't um, you know it, it, I did the best that I could do uh, with what we had, and I thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it. Um, but once again, hindsight being twenty twenty, that it was probably way too rushed. Hmm. Way too yeah. Rushed. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's definitely something that's learned from. Um, and and now since you've got the uh, got the you've got the hours and you know you've got the years uh, in the business to learn those. You know, it is like you said, hindsight twenty twenty. The good thing of that is that that was a while ago, and you can learn from that. You were getting a big opportunity in the 
the big stage early in your career to really uh, to learn from the good and the bad. Uh, and, and plus, you've had a, you know time as a referee to really know that element too. So uh, you were given <laughs> you were given a lot of responsibility early in your career, and uh, you know you're still wrestling. So obviously, you rebound from it and uh, learn from it. Another question here says, I'm quite sure your father's one, but who are some people that you look or looked up to in the business? Yes, absolutely. Obviously, my father is, is one. Um, he's got a brilliant mind, and uh, yeah, his his legacy, so to speak, speaks for itself. Um, uh, some people that I look up to uh, – I'll name a few. So, the, so when when I really started getting into it, let's we'll start from the very beginning. Um, the very first wrestling school that took me in, and once again, remember, I'm I'm not trying to sound arrogant here, but I'm I'm Eric Bischoff's kid, so I'm trying to be real careful about who who we get in with, so it doesn't. Some people will try to, you know, manipulate that or use that to their advantage. Um, yeah. But the first place that I actually that we went to, and my and my dad, he and I flew out to L.A. and it was uh, Knox Pro Academy with it was Rikishi and okay, yeah. and David Heath Gangrel. That's it was their academy, and they took me under their wing and treated me like family right from the start. Nice, and I'll never forget it. You know those those guys, they're they're some of the greatest guys you can ever meet. And mm-hmm. um, I always to this day, I mean, to this day, just nothing but respect and really look up to those guys. And they've been there and they've been to the big show. They've done it. They've been around for a long time. They're established. Um, and now they're trying to pass that kind of quality on to their students. And yep. uh, so that that's one, those are a couple of guys right there. Um, cut to TNA, uh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle took me under his wing. If you nice. remember early days when I went from when as soon as I went from referee to wrestler, um, they kind of put me in a little in something with Kurt Angle, and he took me under his wing and coached me and helped me and it was nothing but amazing, and I'll never forget it. So he, to this day, he's one of the he's one of the guys that really you know, really stood out to me and, and I looked up to. Uh, That's awesome. That's an easy Bubba choice. Ray. <laughs> uh, Bubba Ray and Devon, Bully Ray, uh, those guys. Yeah. So, I mean, just the most fantastic. They they have such heart and passion for the business, and they they love to teach. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they all have their own styles. Devon is much more... He's a lot easier to, to warm up to. Bully is not, but when you know that you're, you know when you're when you're working with him or when you're listening to him or if he's if he's drilling on you, it's because he cares and, mm-hmm. and you know that kind of thing really stuck with me. So, and I could go on about a bunch more guys too. There's there's more than there's more than just that, but you know those, yeah. those guys, you know they really they really they didn't have to. They took me under the wing, and they didn't have to, and I, I'll never forget it. Yeah, those are some those are some very legendary choices for sure. I mean, anybody had grabbed those uh, group of people and became a star for sure. 
Uh, right, so let's see here. We've got a wild boy asking, how much time have you spent? Uh, and it says, quote, it says, quote, uh, the great place of Detroit, Michigan. But I'm an Ohioan, so uh, I want to call it great. <laughs> I've been in Detroit. I've, I, I like Detroit uh, from what I've been there, but uh, I don't know if I call it great. <laughs> how, many, how much time have I spent in Detroit? Not much. Um, I was there when I was younger for my grandfather's funeral for about three days. I don't remember much of it. And then I was back there last April for Legends of Wrestling. That's uh, Brian Knobs' um, business or okay. wrestling organization, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was uh, it was that was a great show though. We had three thousand people in the in, in the arena. Nice. Yeah, Sting was there. Ric Flair was there. My dad was there. Uh, me, Briscoe, Mike Knox. You know, so we had the uh, three three of the aces and eights guys were there. Um, uh, there was a bunch of hey, keep, keep going. It was, but it was a great show. Uh, Billy Gunn, mm-hmm. actually, I had to work at Badass Billy Gunn that night. Um, so we had a we had a lot of fun. Um, great show. That was the last time I was in Detroit. That was April twentieth of last. Yeah, it was over my birthday. Nice. Right. So, um, and we were there for the my dad. My dad was grew up in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. was kind of. Uh, after the, we stayed an extra day or two, and he and I went over to his old neighborhood and walked around the block where he used to live and grew up. And his old oh, nice. Yeah, went and ate at one of the neighborhood restaurants that his parents, my grandparents, his parents used to take him to on Friday nights for pizza. And so it was, it was fun. It was a lot of good. It was a good time. Tasters and nostalgia. It's always uh, it's always good to go back and uh, you know you know trip down memory lane as long as the. Of the memories were good, so <laughs> it's good that uh, you were able to do that with your dad. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that, yeah what's, what's a, we got a question here regarding cases and eights. Uh, how was I mean, what was your overall thoughts uh, with the aces and eights uh, faction? Now, I've had you on before, and we talked about this. I've had Wes Briscoe on before to talk about it. I've had um, uh, Ken Anderson on to talk about it. I've had Mike Knox on to talk about it. So I've had a lot of people, uh, D-Lo, I've had him on to talk about it. So I've had a lot of people on my show, and I've had your dad on my show twice. Uh, so I, I've had a lot of interesting takes on aces and eights. Uh, what, what are your overall thoughts on aces and eights, just for uh, the new batch of listeners that probably wasn't around to hear you when you were on my show before? Yeah. Um, so when Aces and Aids came out, um, wrestling had not seen a raw, gritty faction like that since DX and NWO. Mm-hmm. There'd been there'd been a couple groups, but nothing nothing quite gritty and raw and edgy. Um, since the DX and NWO thing. And when it, it got such a great reaction, um, and we were having so much fun with it. it I think, in my opinion, and, it, and it, whether I was a part of whether I was a part of it or not, it would obviously it would have been fantastic. Um, in fact, my part in that was slim to none. But 
the just the the edginess of it, the way it was produced, the way it was created. The you know we pushed the boundaries without crossing them, um, and that's something that the wrestling world just hasn't seen in a long time. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and everybody will have their their own opinion about it, but nobody either. The shield didn't exist until the aces and ace were were created. Did they do it bigger and better? Absolutely. Did they have better, you know, did they have a better production over it? Uh, of course. But yeah. once again, they forced the envelope. We forced somebody else to do something to, you know what I mean? It's, it, it was just such a, and it was fun. It was just mm-hmm. new, different. Um, it was something that people, it wasn't the same old mundane stuff. So it was yeah. it was a lot of fun. I had so much fun being a part of it. I had so much fun doing it. Um, it unfortunately ended very abruptly for a, yes. a political reasons that I won't go into. Um, but anybody who anybody who's been a part of it knows what I'm talking about. Yep. If um, <laughs> they ruined a really good thing, I think there was there was there was something there was, they they could have let that one go for another six months. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I agree. It's it's unfortunate that such a great thing ended the way it did. But I had yep. a ball doing it. I thought it was the greatest, you know, one of the greatest things that that not the greatest things ever to go down in history. Trust me, I'm not saying that, but just in this this day and age, you don't see that kind of stuff. Yeah. A couple more questions before we ask this uh, last couple questions here. I think I've asked probably just about everybody who are part was part of the age and this question. Now, don't call. Um, the answer. Now I'm gonna ask you this: um, Was Bully the? I mean, was he the the, the mastermind? Was he booked to be a part of the the, the kind of head honcho mastermind the whole time, or was it kind of uh, changed in the middle? Was it a last minute decision? Who was supposed to be the leader from the very beginning? Um. So to my understanding, now listen, I was I was talent, I wasn't booking. So I don't know I know I was I was not a part of the you know, of creative, I was not a a booker. Um so I don't I, I couldn't give you an honest answer on that. To my knowledge, um they knew that they could run with the story they had for so long without actually because we were all wearing masks. So they could play that that gimmick for, you know, months and months and months and not reveal yeah. um, who is, you know, who is going to be. So I don't, in my honest opinion, I don't think they, they knew. I think they were kind of waiting to see how it played out um, and how the crowd was going to react to that situation and that group and that faction. And then according to the audience pick who they think would be best. That's my opinion. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, like I said, I wasn't there. I'm not a booker. I'm not a, I'm not a creative writer. So I don't know if that was their intention, but that's how I took it. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, uh, so let's see. Let's ask. Uh, let's ask this one from Zed. Uh, what is the most vicious fan reaction you ever witnessed? Hmm. Oh, I, there's two that, that stand out. 
Um, and these, now mind you, these are two that stand out in person, like actually in an arena, not not keyboard warriors or telephone tough guys. Those guys are dapper down and they don't matter. <laughs> but there was, one of the best reactions we got was over in Manchester, um, and it was not just me. It was I was a part of it. We were in the Aces and Eights, and the entire arena started throwing beer cans and stuff like they used to in the NWO days. Like they were, we were dodging yeah. bottles and beer cans, you know, um, which we thought was awesome. We that was the greatest thing. It's like, all right, if we're getting you to do that, we job job accomplished. That's we, right. Um, so that was that was one. Um, other than that, there were, I can remember once or twice where we were, we were leaving a building, and there was a couple fans that were waiting out, you know, out behind the where we were parked and started screaming, hooping and hollering, but nothing ever came of it. So nothing, you know, not a big deal. Um, most of the most of the the tough guys or the wannabe tough guys are keyboard warriors. And, yeah. Yeah. Those people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good though. I mean, you want people to be throwing beer cans and putting and hollering at you. That's, that's a job well done for a heel. You know, nowadays you that's have right. heels that people cheer for them. And that's kind of, to me, suspicious. I've been watching wrestling over 30 years. That's, that's, counterproductive to me for a heel. A heel shouldn't be cheered. I mean, getting beer cans thrown at them and, and uh, people wanting to take them out, that, that's, that's a job well done. That's how I look at it. You know, like, listen, everybody's got a job. If I'm, you know, I'm the heel, my job is to make you hate me. And if you're that's right. wanting to give me a big old hug and a kiss at the end of it, well, then I didn't do my job. Yeah, now, exactly. If you're in the parking lot and you're screaming obscenities, Hoorah! I did a good job. You know what I mean. So that's 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 the way I look at it. Hundred percent, absolutely. All right, last question of the night. Uh, name some of your favorite wrestling theme music. Now that's one of the personal favorite questions of the night for me because I love uh, theme music, specifically old school theme music. But what are some of your favorite theme songs in the professional wrestling? Stone Cold is definitely one of my favorite ones. Um, Classic. And I, and that's and that's you just you just said it. Anything like the classics, that those are the ones that I like because they today everything is like it's almost like you're in a club, you're in a nightclub. And it, that's true. It's very few of them. A lot of EDM, know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like CM Punk's music, you know. I mean. You can't as soon as that as soon as it hits, you know what's happening. There's not a split second that you're thinking, "Who is this?" As soon as it hits, yeah. boom, you know who it is. Stone Cold. As soon as it hits, boom, you know who it is. Um, that's what I really got a kick out of when I was a kid, when mm-hmm. the NWO started using Jimi Hendrix, Purple Haze. Mm-hmm. As soon as that, you know, as soon as you heard that guitar lick, you knew what was about to happen. Yep. You know what I mean? So, uh, so those are yep. those are a couple of them. Um, you know, my my brain isn't all all what it used to be, and I'm sure if I heard a couple of them, I, you know, <laughs> I might be able to yeah. 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 a few more off. But you know, yeah, you know, uh, yeah you know. switch over to the hip hop side. Never when the the NWO split off to the Wolfpack, that Wolfpack kind of hip hop rap song that came out, that was pretty cool. It was kind of edgy, kind of cool. It like, was edgy, yeah. 
Absolutely. Good stuff. Um, all right. So as we uh, as we leave, I guess it's uh, we got another question here, and it's a good way to kind of send off here. What's your plans in the wrestling business in the near future? And uh, after you answer that question, uh, and uh, let the listeners know what you got going on. Uh, of course, December six, and where to find you on social media. Yeah. Um, you know, right now. I'm just enjoying the opportunity to be able to kind of get back in the locker room and, and that camaraderie. I miss that lock. You know, I miss my buddies. Um, so having the opportunity to once a month or once every other month, jump in the ring and uh, do something that I enjoy doing and love doing, um, but not relying on it for an income yeah. is, is it, it makes it that much more fun again. Um no. You know, when you when you look at you know when it becomes a job, it kind of takes the fun out of it. Um, I'm grateful and blessed to be able to to still be able to do those things once in a while. Um, I'm definitely I'm not I'm not chasing another contract. That's not where I'm doing this for. Um, my days are not my days are over for that. Um, I'm just I'm just here to have a good time and and. Uh, do, you know, do something I love with, with, with the guys I love doing it with. Um, so as far as wrestling goes, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll continue to do those things. I love doing thing wrestling shows for charity events, big brothers and big sisters, you know, oh, nice. involved, you know, doing charity and stuff like that. I, I hands down, I'll, I'll be there, you know, um, I love doing that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, anytime you'll see me, you know, you'll see me at those, you'll see me at some of the atomic shows, um, other than that, I got you know I got some new irons in the fire, uh, taking a kind of a different approach to life at the moment. Like I said in the beginning of this, uh, I took a hiatus, so to speak, from work and just kind of getting back to doing some old school stuff, um, contracting and painting and stuff like that, like old construction stuff, stuff I did before I got into wrestling, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. enjoying doing. It. Um, yeah, I'm doing that for now and. Uh, when I get, like I said, got a few irons in the fire. When those, if if they light up, you guys will be the first to know. Awesome. And you're at Garrett Bischoff on Twitter, right? One R. Yep. Uh, Twitter and Instagram. One R, two T's at Garrett Bischoff. Yep. Awesome. Fantastic, Garrett. Appreciate you taking the time to come on the show again. Hey, man. Thank you guys for having me. Really appreciate it. Had a good time and uh, look forward to doing it again. Fantastic. Good night. Good night, guys. Thank you. Nice guy. Nice guy. There it is. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because um, both him and Eric are very accessible, and I, and I appreciate that. I, it, it's because we'll be back on the show. Um, and, you know, people like this who have had opportunities in, in impact WWE, you know, um, but doesn't really have much of a, a spirit. Uh, I like Bert on the show. I thought about getting that call and you know, we uh, He was more than willing to come on the show, and uh, so I, I appreciate that. Not give him major kudos. And... All right, so we have. Um, multi uh, the software. 
yeah, get with me on that. Uh, I'll share that with you on Twitter. Uh, and we'll do that. Um, so, yeah, I've been uh, talking to some people to to, to some, some leads, uh from, from one of these uh, who are IT. No problem. Let me know. But until then, thank you for uh, being a part of the Q&A, and thank you for enjoying. Thank you so much, Garrett, uh, being a part of the for the uh, It was fun. I appreciate it. Step guy, uh, and I appreciate Garrett to being able to uh, open his schedule. And, uh, I remember we were talking on the phone, and he was talking about how uh, he usually has very uh, <laughs> earlier bedtime. We're both Eastern time. And uh, uh, but yeah, with that, you know, he was able to about a lot, a lot of fun, uh, and it's going to be exciting. We have brown ladies and gentlemen, uh, and also have uh, some interesting, uh, interesting developments. Crown uh, We'll see. We'll see how that goes. So, um, sometimes my son is on. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. My two boys, I, you know, we're like, hey, listen, this is your bedtime. You can hang out in your room for a little bit and watch some TV when you want to get into bed. And so I have uh, my youngest daughter, uh, as my as as um, a daughter, she's uh, be born in three weeks actually, and um, you know. The good thing is her schedule is going to get really good. Um, so we're actually where uh, uh, we, we actually went to the point where it was like nine o'clock, but starting to very well. Conversation uh, with uh, with the doctor, um, with the pediatrician, and you know, she's like, hey, you know what? Let's cry, let's cry out for a couple of days. You know, she's a lot smarter than they are, and they'll keep crying. You know, I think has a fantastic birthday. Um, and I'll ask some of the Chris questions as well, some really good ones. Go ahead and address those here in a bit. Um, yeah, so it, it, it got to the point where, you know, this was months ago, because uh, we were trying to get to the point where at least like five hours straight <laughs> um, because, you know, my, my poor wife, uh, you know, throughout the time that uh, she was super nursing and extra feeding and stuff like that, that was, that was brutal, uh, specifically for my wife. Uh, so now, thankfully, you know, it's a lot she sleeps through the night. And, uh, you know, it got to the point where that was the fact she was saying she because she's very smart. Parents are very smart. A lot more than you think. Uh, keep crying because they know that they want they absolutely are very aware of that. And so if you kind of beat the mode a little bit when we transition them to the crib where that doesn't work more and that's 
that's usually very that's usually kind of like the 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 mold and, and allow to ball, uh, you know throw the night. So uh, good advice. I remember it was good to get back and forth because people are sensitive about that. And, um, you know, the reports good to have an expert. Um, appreciate uh, that very much. So, um, parent rule says yes, absolutely. Where's the JSP says absolutely. Uh, while he's asking, did you want any backstage news or awaits regarding the future? Yes, I did. Uh, you want an exclusive here on the Power Slams? Is anybody? Anybody exclusive on the pancakes power Are you ready? Um, as you know, um, uh, live. Uh, oh, uh, no profanities on the chat room. <laughs> um, all right, so, so, uh, as you know. Probably may be 
things um, that are ROH. Perhaps, see, I don't know. I'm close with people in ROH. I definitely want to do a bunch of speculations that I don't necessarily know about. I respect you know, the, the relationship. I don't know that for sure, of course. Um, but that may be some type of a reward for them. Yeah, so that, that was, was the exclusive panics of our slam show. Um, he's staying with our OAs. Um, all right, next questions. Do you think get shame CM Punk and uh, you know? Um, We've, we've developed a strong uh, familial relationship with MP Nation itself, but I'm going to give you another Are you ready for this? No, say, are you ready for this popular opinion? And the unpopular opinion is this. Uh, I'm not a CM fan, and I've, I've stressed before Good questions. Good questions here. 
see them going to WWE NXT type thing. Um, I think would be a good idea. Um, let's see. For the info, oh, absolutely. 100%. Exclusives, ladies and gentlemen. Francis says, neither am I. Um, so he's asking, and uh, uh, Chad Gable. Now, I like Bob I like Chad Gable, too. Um, but they don't have the division is, is is not good. Um, I don't understand. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of division. Um, I, I I like Leo Rush. I like him that role. but just Leo Lashley is just boring. All right. Tandem makes sense. Try to heat Manchester. I mean, like Leo struggling to get heat, and that's and that's sad. I mean, to boost somebody nowadays, if you're struggling to get heat, like that, more over than Bob Lashley is. So you can do some of that, and with that, maybe you can have Lashley and Apollo Cruz team up together and become an face tag team. Um, so, otherwise, you know, who we have the B team? Are they come and feud against A B? It'd be something I'd probably be interested in doing and watching or being interested in. Good for uh, live event and merchants. That's usually the part of non, you know, juggernaut is man would say non you know companies and non corporate companies having different and really pushing emergency is the way to go. And I think that their partnership with the company substantially as far as being popular. You know, their their live events is starting to uh, increase uh, significantly. And they're just coming quite popular. I think, of course, you know, the acquisitions like Cold Foods and, um, you know, uh, Bully Race, as far as WWE, especially being a part of the Hall of Fame, they contracted, you know, ROH. You know what I mean? So that, that was pretty, pretty cool. Um, they were, you know, being part of the two, being the changes. And I get this. I'm not. I, I, I'm a big fan. fan. I am. Uh, I don't have any. Um, I don't have any desire to see him as a heel. Well, keep him in the GM role because we need him. Come as a babyface character. What getting that cheap up wherever you go, Shane McMahon? I I don't come as a heel to cloud the already very weak collection of uh, talent they have as far as built up. Um, and he, you got some. You already have heel. You have this. You have 
some instance, you on Drive TM album has been ridiculously underused. Um, uh, it's so funny. Dan Dang can be put to be heel, but they're not doing anything with him. It's funny because I was thinking about just how, and I think I mentioned this before, just how terrible they book and the call-ups. Down alone, you had uh, Nikki Cross uh, uh, accepting an open challenge, losing, and Sammy makes an appearance with Simon Eon, just introduced Nikki Cross to lose. Um, and had which had a American stereo in that, but why not? Was a thing for Raw and Smack. Why in the world are you giving us this stuff this prematurely killed? Who when the professional wrestling stop concentrating on actually building stars? No excitement. You just give us stereo almost on SmackDown. Just, it was the same thing with Angle and, and Mac. Now a big Drew McIntyre fan. I think that I think overall it was great to really give McIntyre uh, kind of like that party as far as appeal. I think it was great, but I think it would have had so more emotion in it if it was actually built for Survivor Series, for World Rumble, for um, oh, uh, wanting to be a part of the Royal Rumble. Wanting to be a part of WrestleMania, uh, and in order to, you know, fight for WrestleMania or Rumble or be a part of Rumble or be able to uh, be a part of, um, uh, to, to be so that's you could have, you could have done that could it be a role you know Baron Corbin keeps uh, Buck Corbin is liking Corbin's. Uh, GM Shane uh, Kurt wants it back. He's he he with uh, Corbin for weeks. Uh, he actually beats Baron uh, Corbin like on episode of Raw. Um, and you know, Corbin was wild. I think that's uh, I think that Angle's GM McIntyre. Beat Drew McIntyre will be a part of you know you'll be champion. Thinking that stay or for Kurt Angle uh, just be part you know being a series captain. Let's build this thing up. Um, and that at pay per view when you have Drew McIntyre, you know, kind of this coming out party. So as far as I mean, it was like that. I'm a big fan but um, I don't. I don't agree. I don't. I would not have that man uh, take someone to this heel spell. I think that that's a that's a terrible. A terrible call. Um. All right. So a few of the headlines. We have a few headlines today because we got a really packed. Uh, night as the best current WWE. So I think we'll probably 
get past the first round today and then uh, get because you know I end up writing like twenty six uh, twenty six themes down because <laughs> uh, getting messages of different things. But okay, I, I'll I'll do it this way. I'll show you here in a minute, uh, and we'll we'll do it. We're going to have some fun with it. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so um, Crown Jewel, Crown Jewel, Crown Jewel. Let's talk about Crown Jewel for a little bit. Um, odd show, a very, very odd show. Just, you know, random thoughts on I think the World Cup, I think the World Cup from the very beginning was very odd, <laughs> very odd to have. And, uh, First of all, nobody from the World Cup was out of the United States, if I'm not mistaken. So you had uh, Orton, United States, Ziggler, United States, the United States. You know, he you know he reps Mexico for heritage, but he was still born in the United States. Uh, Rollins, United States, Lashley, United States, Angle. United States. So everybody that was a part of the World Cup was born was you know as a U.S. born citizen. So that alone doesn't make sense. Then you have Angle after building up this big thing, you have him losing the first round against Dolph. Why in the world would you at the end build up to the Shane thing, which I think was bad, which was, I mean, first of all, you have two heels going into the finals of the World Cup. You know, people enjoy baby faces at times, but two heels going against each other at that big of a stage didn't make sense to me. I was going to be something screwy. And when they did the Shane McMahon thing, I'm like, oh, like, this is what, this is the best you come up with as far as booking a World Cup. Oh, just absolutely terrible. Uh, Lashley lose clean to Seth Rollins. I think that was a bad call. I, he should have lost by disqualification uh, or count out. I think it would have been better. It, to me, I just I don't know. I, I just kind of hard for me to to really think about how WWE at times could just not book stuff that would make more sense. Like, for instance, if Bobby Lashley lost by countout and destroyed Seth Rollins after the match, that would be a perfect transition to Rollins losing the second match. He would have came out limp, would have protected Rollins as the Intercontinental Champion, it would have protected Lashley because he would have lost by countout and destroyed Rollins at the end of the match. And that would have, like I said, if he would have lost, which he did, it wouldn't have been you know, some big match, some some really um, tough match. And no need for all that. Just protect, you know, the ending was this whole shame thing, which I would have written anyways, because I think that was a bad call. But don't just have your top names just lose, you know, for no reason, just to 
ended up with the Shane bad call. And uh, so I was disappointed. I was was really disappointed. I actually enjoyed the Royal Rumble show. I think that was a I think it was a good show. This huge disappointment. So. Fifty 
He's he's an office guy. That's his time of year to bring out his boots. I totally understand. And I'm and I'm cool with it too. I'm cool with Triple H coming back at WrestleMania. Um but what else you have Batista? So so I like the tease that they were doing with that. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with Batista and Triple H totally cool with it actually. At thirty, uh, with Daniel Bryan, that was supposed to be the main Batista Norton. Um, that would have been bad, <laughs> but uh, but you know, five years later, um, the scenario different. It's not a map of winning a rumble. Everybody didn't win. What's Batista? Um, and going in and having a pro match against Randy Orton, Bill's match, nobody wants that. So the, the situation is different now. He's the baby face, uh, you know, kind of like a, a black four, so to speak. Orton still has this really big heel thing going on. It's time people that like. So, I mean, you know, the cards, the cards on the table can get a pretty good hand of if it's something with Batista and Orton. So, Sam, BBN, uh, he could give a much uh, deserved top run. Um, question. Good question. Um, uh, Face, um, I, don't, I don't know how much that's going to help him just as far as marketability wise. To be, you know, he maybe is, you know, he's all about are you going to be, are you worthy enough <laughs> to be uh, in the uh, Good Morning America's only late night television show. That's the W about, you know, at the end of the day, this is what I would do. Um think that um think that they should market someone to be to, to really kind of strike while the hot and that because they didn't do that, they failed at that. Strike the heart when it came to Strowman. Strowman is such an anomaly. He can rebound very quickly with stuff like this. He shouldn't. He should have looked Correctly, but uh, I think at the end of the day, feud uh, with him and McIntyre after me. So, for instance, McIntyre wins the uh, the title at me. There you go. You have your feud right there with and Roman. Make it make it once. Have his big big be Next August, or if you want to do it before, that's fine. Universal uh, games at any time. WWE wants to take out the Universal Championship and say the World Heavyweight Championship. man. Speaking of the World Heavyweight Championship, you see it right there. That's the big gold belt, my gentlemen. The big gold belt. Um, good here. 
Hulk Hogan, and you have the Saudi Arabia crowd, which probably just, I mean, you know, on them being, you know, a, a different nation, you know, the international market, they, just want, they probably wouldn't have, WWE is probably thinking, the crowd, a much lesser chance of just booing Hogan out of the arena. Uh, so, that's what it seems like the whole, which would be uh, in New Jersey, which is a tough crowd. <laughs> the baby, but baby wasn't going to blow. So it makes sense to bring back uh, to you know to that crowd. All right, the universal talkers, uh, Gabriel says. <laughs> Brandon's asking why his face turn. I, you know, he did a good job on Raw. He did a very good job on Raw. Not getting too, um, too baby facey, too cheesy. You know, I'm glad that he didn't do that. I'm going to stay bias, but just allow him to him without having that. Oh, that one more just makes oh, now. Better heels. They need to heal. So, uh, Elias was the perfect person for that. However, you know, I would prefer to heal, honestly. But he's he's not doing a bad job being a face because he's still staying Elias, which I appreciate. All right, uh, let's do an ask question before we get into uh, rolling back down. Uh, real quick, so at Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom, I, I love Wrestle Kingdom every year. It's, it's one of my reviews to watch. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's unfortunate. So, all right, um, that that's unfortunate that uh, uh, Jericho. <laughs> Let's say it this way. Uh, you know, you're one of my favorites. Definitely one of my favorites. Um, but <laughs> I wish to give. I don't know how I'm going to say this. Uh, I, I'll, I'll say this. Jericho uh, is one of my favorites. I'm not a. Not a big fan, unfortunately. So, uh, so, but at the time, I think Jericho had an Intercontinental Championship helps it. Uh, you know, the fact that he hasn't defended it five months. <laughs> you know, that's people like that. But New Japan has so many that at the end of the day, he's going to make. Um, Make a light like a bigger star. All right. Uh, other things to report on talent, minute number, expressing frustration with the direction of WWE. Do you 
foresee a mass exit coming. I think that's where the issue is. Like, I think that the issue is the fact that WWE probably won't mean is so boom now. You know? So, you know, the spring clean that they did every year, you just kind of have to find your way, you know, when you leave WWE and kind of get me in the indies. Anymore, you've got viable options now. Viable options. You have um, Ring of Honor. You know, Lucha Underground's. You know, months ahead. If I'm going to see Lucha Underground, you have like French Swag as a part of Lucha Underground. Um, you have Impacting, of course, which is the twelfth life of of nine lives. And uh, I think that they're a solid product. You have, I mean, even like PUBG or uh, 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 which is New Japan, of course. You know, New Japan is a very viable option. So it's as easy. WWE people go as the same as it were used to. Your grades of um, what's your grades of Raw and Smack? We'll just together. Gabriel's just king of Bullet Club Fair without the guys of the elite known guys in New Japan. That's a really good question, actually. Um, yeah, because. Announced that he's not with him anymore. Bucks, you know, I was at I was at Ring of Honor. Bucks don't sports. Uh, I mean, you still have the skulls like Pretty Scroll has. The, he has like a villain club thing, and then uh, Bucks have the elite of their sports, and they still sport skulls and the bullets. But uh, as far as the the Bucks, not Scroll, he had like a Skeleton hands, like cross skeleton hands with uh, like a half face skull with the with signature uh, shade. That's kind of like his look now. Uh, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. Uh, both on a sandwich. That's a great question. Uh, both on a sandwich. Love me some peanut butter and jelly sandwich, ladies and gentlemen. So. <laughs> um, so as far as like a big one they can bring. Um that's a good question. Who would be ooh, tell you who would be a good leader for Bullet Club? They're already doing Jay White though. Looks like they're doing the Jay White thing with the OGs. I like the split. I don't like the O E C uh C plus for both. Okay. It was just okay, honestly. Um yeah, it was, well, I, you know, it's hard for me. It's, uh SmackDown was a I I guess SmackDown would be. It was a pretty solid show. Uh, then the uh almost in the random match should have taken much of that feud. You know, I'm 
I'm uh, <laughs> I'm partial to the new. So, because uh, I wish uh, would have won, but because like the Usos have gotten their number uh, for a while, but um, but yeah, solid B, solid B for SmackDown. Just uh, you know, the bottom pretty pretty good, pretty evident. But here's the problem. Um, who cares? The the okay. So this I don't like doing something with Tamina. In, but it's kind of like the you know, Nia. <laughs> that was probably the worst raw I've ever seen in my life. They, you know, they build this turn to be coming out on second of weeks, bring down Ned Jax, and and um, they do a stare down at Ember Moon. I like the fact they're doing that to Ember Moon. Another NXT talent they're portalizing. Um, Ember Moon win the Women's Royal Rumble match. Cena against the Boston Crab. Uh, well, so you do it there, and Nyax is like, what are you doing? around. And then you do a really weak rubber drops, and then you're, and then it's like super happy. That was a terrible heel. That, that brought it down a notch a few times to me. LP winning the tag team title makes sense. It's probably the only legitimate tag. One Cruz, um, he won, and I, I kind of marked him that. Rousey Thomas was legit. she learned, man. She's learning. I, I appreciate that. I respect that. Rousey's learning, man, and I, I like it. I like it. So, all right. Let's uh, just before we do that. Better, honestly. 
<laughs> some trivia. Here's, here's the thing. Wrestling Bullet Club is the end. I don't know. I don't know. No, no, Bullet Club. No. Well, you can't do that. Japan's bread and butter. Keep it. She's like a very casual man. She, um, she just watches it because I do. <laughs> she doesn't really get it much. Although she has a lot of characters, but she doesn't really get into it much. She, she, was, she, managed, she was watching it during that segment, and uh, man, that's, uh, that's not very accurate. Like, we had to talk about that. We, were, we both were kind of talking about that. She's much more experienced actor than, than I. I've been in some movies and stuff, but um, yeah, good experience. Um, you know, like if you're going to give the, the you want to, to, to allow your dad to be a part of your line, do it. You know what I mean? Do, uh, make it like, like go all out. Dig to some, some places where you get real tears out of. Um, make the crowd more and do. Um, did you see that blocker from the apron to the ring? I don't know. I heard about it. Uh, somebody there or something like that sent that to me. I like to see that. So that was the so that was the blocker, and this is all true. <laughs> but, uh, that, uh, yeah. So get the description up now. Next trivia question. Harvest series, by the way. What Survivor Series did this show? What you got on that? What Survivor Series did Shield debut? All right. Okay, Brandon, let me address this real quick. The uh, Jewish Tan Shaman's Red Ball head looked strange. It was so strange. They, uh, Michael. It just goes out of his gimmick um, because he's a smart guy. And let's get into the flavor of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's dig right into it. Here we go. It is now time for the flavor of the week. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, good job, Brandon. Canada. Canada. Here's a bracket. We're going to do the first one of this because this is what I can't wait. So, there's a lot of playing matches, playing contests to the actual first round. Mysterious Miz. And as you write that out, Tie. Who's going to break the tie? 
Mysterio. Carmella versus Naomi. 
Don't include a dance break for Carmelo either. <laughs> Don't include a dance break. There's other trivia questions while you guys uh, figure it out. Who did Bret Hart defeat to retain the WWE title to Survivor Series 1992? Who did Bret Hart defeat to retain the WWE title to Survivor Series 1992? Oh, good job, Brandon. Shawn Michaels. Looks like we're split between Carmelo and me. Shawn Michaels, great job. Um, what we got? Carmelo and Naomi. Next one wins. Next one gets the uh, gets the come in. Mella is money. Um. All right. Well, we got it. Mella is people. I think Naomi's is one of the best in the uh, in the whole. Um, yep. All right. So good, very valiant effort. Uh, yeah. Looking at those trivia questions, a lot, a lot of time has passed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Naomi's my favorite personally, but Carmella is your choice. So. Um, all right, one last play-in is Velveteen Dream versus Moa Joe. Velveteen Dream versus Moa Joe. This week, the plays will the first round next week. Uh, Velveteen Dream and Moa Joe. I see splits on that one, too. Another trivia question is uh, do this. What type of match did Big Stan and Nails have at the top series nineteen ninety two? looks like the team got the edge. Velveteen Dream. D-R-E-A-M is <laughs> another one of my personal favorites. Um, Alright, so those plans, ladies and gentlemen, good stuff. Uh, and great Brandon knows his trivia, ladies and gentlemen. Walt as well. Not stick on a full match. I was definitely scared of nails when I was a kid. I was just, I was petrified of nails. But God is good and ended up having a positive effect on me because now I'm going to become a doctor in forensic psychology so I get to uh, interview people like that and see if they're eligible for pro so <laughs> but all but all uh, worked out <laughs> all worked out at the end Bob man <laughs> yeah, no, all worked out at the end what's your question for tonight the WWE champion at the Barber Series 1991 Last trivia question for tonight. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. This is what we have. Spells Mysterio, Strowman Dream, Nakamura Pillar, Unsecretary, Denise, Black, Orton, Hermela, and Oscar, Robbins, McIntyre, and Root, and Owens. That is going to be a nice, fun bracket to do next week. And you will all correct 
Undertaker. Great trivia tonight, Great show. Lots of fun. Kudos to Garrett Bischoff, the guy. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for coming on the show tonight. Uh, next week, we also, also have the, uh, I actually have next two sports for you all. So uh, it will be uh, announced uh, closer to the show. So I have next two weeks live you and made books for you. Because if this one you don't want, I'm going to do my best to, to get it locked for you. So I have next two weeks. So uh, stay tuned. Stay close to Act Prolific, Act Wrestling. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, God bless you all. Enjoy your week of wrestling. And always remember, I do it for you. Have a good night. So long, everyone. God bless. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.